Hello and welcome to Medium Energy, where we explore technology, being human, and how to find the right balance between the two. I'm your host, Evan Helda, and I'm here to learn with you about tools like spatial computing, blockchain, and artificial intelligence, and how they're all converging to reshape our world. If you want to take full advantage of these tools while staying grounded in the real world, you've come to the right place. For deeper dives into all these topics and more, please check out our newsletter over at mediumenergy.io. We'd love to have you as part of our growing community of thinkers, creators, and doers. Okay, and we are live doing an essay recording of one of the fan favorites from Medium Energy, the newsletter about AI. This was written back during the original chat GPT frenzy, which has only escalated since, especially since the recent OpenAI bonanza fiasco that was Sam Altman ousting and hiring and rehiring and hiring. Anyway, I think this essay has aged well, if not become more poignant. So let's dive in and see what you guys think. If you've used ChatGPT, you've likely had a profound feeling, or rather a flurry of feelings ranging between shock and awe and wide-eyed existential terror. It seems the entire world is caught up in a similar storm of emotions with the polarizing hysteria at the center. Some mark GPTs as a turning point for human civilization. They say we're on the cusp of AGI, or artificial general intelligence, and society will never be the same. Others think the hype has us over our skis. They'll admit ChatGPT is impressive, but that the breakthroughs are overstated. It's really just fancy autocomplete, benefiting from more data and more compute. In grappling for the truth, which is likely somewhere between, all of the age-old AI debates have roared back to life. The questions range from the practical, what will humans do with all this free time, to the hyperbolic, will AI kill us all, to the damn near impossible to answer, are we recreating consciousness? While the questions aren't new, the debates have a different tone. They are more tangible, more urgent, more consequential. But as I listen to experts, I'm left unsatisfied and conflicted. One minute, I'm convinced we're all doomed, and this is quite different from the plow, the Model T, and the internet. The next minute, I have no doubt that such fear is hogwash. This is a mere human augmentation. We're now destined for greatness in all that we do. Productivity and growth will skyrocket, and the newfound wealth will all trickle down, and we'll all live happily ever after. The seesaw is exhausting, and doesn't help when even the experts' convictions are slippery at best. So, what is our destiny amidst the age of intelligent machines? Is there a satisfying foothold within these debates? Amidst such confusion, I turn to Occam's razor, the theory that the simplest solution or answer is usually the best one. Sure, simplicity might not exist within a topic of such extreme complexity and depth, but I recently came across an idea that strikes a chord. At first glance, it appears too simple. Yet when you sit with it, something about it feels right or at least directionally correct. The idea I came across isn't about AI. It's not even from someone alive today to witness this shift. It's also counterintuitive, but like all great paradoxes, it holds poignancy and truth. The idea pertains to the creative process, and it came from this 1974 interview with Ray Bradbury, which I'll put in the show notes on YouTube. Ray Bradbury is an author and poet most well-known for his book, Fahrenheit 451. It's worth watching the interview, for yourself, but I'll try to summarize here with some edits for clarity. Bradbury says, the intellect is a great danger for creativity. The interviewer is taken back and he challenges Bradbury and says, really? 
The intellect is a danger to creativity? A terrible danger, Bradbury says. Because you begin to rationalize and make up reasons for things instead of staying with your own basic truth, who you are, what you believe, what you want to be. On many levels, this makes sense. More often than not, humans aren't great at thinking and rationalizing. We're riddled with bias and all kinds of subconscious programming. Thinking, or should I say overthinking, can get us into all kinds of trouble. It's the source of our anxiety, our depression, and the fears that keep us from doing what we really want with our lives and from becoming who we really want to be. It's the source of internal narratives that are all too often simply not true. To protect his own basic truth, Bradbury keeps a sign over his typewriter that says, don't think. He says, you must never think at the typewriter. You must feel. Your intellect is always buried in that feeling anyway. Sure, you collect a lot of data and you do a lot of thinking away from your typewriter, but at the typewriter, you must be living. Creation should be a lived experience. It's evident robots will kick our ass at thinking. We're going to offload the brunt of thinking to algorithms, collecting and analyzing oceans of data, and producing insights and learnings in the blink of an eye. But I can't help but wonder, is this a bad thing? Won't this free up our time and energy and allow us to get straight to the metaphorical typewriter to do what we do best? Feel? Feeling is our superpower. It's how we produce happiness and fulfillment. At our core, everything that we do is in search of a feeling, a feeling of fun, of being in flow, of being in love, of being connected, of being in awe. Feeling is what it means to be alive. And when you study how large language models work, I think you'll find some solace. You'll quickly realize that feeling is something these machines will never be able to do. It's a neurochemical and physiological phenomenon based upon some sort of biological intelligence that remains a mystery in many ways. For example, is our gut and microbiome our real source of intelligence? Prominent author and thinker Charles Einstein states this eloquently in his recent article on AI, which I'll put in the show notes. It's an extremely thought-provoking three-way dialogue between Einstein, a modern-day philosopher and shaman named Feely, and a lawyer and writer named Tam Hunt. The article is definitely worth a read, but I'll provide some highlights. Einstein says, Even a single neuron is more complex than the largest artificial neural network. The brain functions holistically in a way ANNs, or artificial neural networks, do not. Besides nodes and states, a brain generates electromagnetic fields that encode information through transient and metastable structures that feed back into the neurochemistry. This speaks to a kind of irreducibility of intelligence, the same that John Searle is striving to establish. While his logic is flawed, his point has merit. Intelligence is more than the mechanical execution of a set of instructions converting a set of input bits to a set of output bits. End quote. In other words, what he's saying is that human-grade intelligence can't be reduced to a set of linear functions, i.e. a one-way flow of this than that statements. True AGI will require more nonlinear, bidirectional, and likely quantum forms of data processing with a real-time closed-loop connection to the real world. While this end state is certainly possible, we have a long way to go. As for human intuition, cultivating it is no easy task. The art of feeling clearly and feeling well feels increasingly difficult in modern times. Technology inundates us with waves of information and shiny objects. A deluge of distraction 24-7 and a muting of our senses and in turn, our sense of self. 
I don't know about you, but I often feel like I'm developing adult ADHD. I yearn for better filters and something to offload this information to, something to help take back my attention and stop me from reaching for my phone, which all too often clouds my thinking to harmful effect. Bradbury hints at this in that interview, saying, the worst thing you can do when you think is lie. You can make up reasons that are not true for the things that you did. And what you're trying to do as a creative person is to surprise yourself and to find out who you really are and to try not to lie in the process, to try and tell the truth all the time, end quote. For spending more time at the typewriter, not thinking but feeling, that's more energy and time going towards self-discovery and personal truth. That's less time lying to ourselves. Self-discovery and personal truth, we all know these are critical pursuits, but how much time and effort do most of us really dedicate to this? Perhaps herein lies the greatest problem to be solved with AI, especially early on in our lives when tweaks to our trajectory matter most, such as K-12 education or even university. Many people get into a tizzy about AI's impact on education. They're worried our kids won't be able to learn and think for themselves. I don't think this is the case, far from it. I think AI is going to spark the forest fire our education system needs, burning down an entrenched status quo that relies too much on useless forms of thinking and not enough on feeling and helping kids understand truth. Thinking for oneself starts with feeling. Feeling is best uncovered through some sort of creative process. This will demand not less writing and creating, but more. Finally, kids won't be forced to write about useless topics they'll never rely on again. Rather, they'll be free to write about topics that force them to dig deep within themselves, to surprise themselves, to not lie to themselves, and to find out who they really are. With internal lies abolished, AI can hone in on our kids' superpowers. Imagine an AI teacher, personalized for each student, finely tuned to their temperament their interest, their strengths, and their weaknesses. The bottom half of the class no longer has to get left behind, and the top 1% no longer has to conform and wait for their cohort to catch up. More talent will be discovered and placed on better career paths, boosting societal productivity and satisfaction along the way. Bradbury goes on to discuss how kids should be learning and how to strike the right balance between thinking and feeling. He says in that interview, the only way to not lie to yourself is by being very active and very emotional. To get it out of yourself, make lists of the things you love and the things you hate, and write about these things intensely. And when it's over, then you can think about it. And think about if it works or if it doesn't work. You can look and say, something is missing here or there. And then if something is missing, you go back and re-emotionalize that. Thinking should be a corrective force in our lives, not the center of our lives. Living is the center. Feeling and being is the center. With correctives all around us, holding us like the skin holds in our blood and our flesh. But the skin isn't our way of life. Our way of living is the blood pumping through our veins. The ability to sense and to feel and to know. And the intellect doesn't really help us very much here. We should get on with the feeling of living. End quote. So perhaps AI can be the ultimate corrective. The intelligent skin protecting and projecting what lies within. To put a contextual wrapper around this idea, I turn again to Charles Einstein, who summarizes the essence of this essay better than I ever could. And I quote, Already a large proportion of student papers are being written by ChatGPT. The purpose of writing a paper is not just the product, it is also the process. What is lost when we surrender the process to a machine? That is an urgent question, yet on the bright side, we may ask another. What might be gained? 
What new directions might we direct human intelligence towards? If I may make a vague prediction, it will be always and ever towards those things that elude quantification. Traditionally, science has told us that anything that is real is quantifiable and will one day succumb to its onward march. Science may be wrong in that foundational metaphysical postulate. Quantity can only simulate quality, can never reach it. That will become more obvious, not less, as the latest extension of quantitative intelligence that we call AI, despite its wonders, fails as it did its predecessors to solve the real problems of the human condition. The most significant positive effect of AI, then, may lie not in its capabilities, but paradoxically, in its limitations, end quote. In conclusion, finding a silver lining within the limits of AI isn't easy. The easy reaction is to think the metaphorical typewriter has been ripped away, and even creativity is lost to AI. This is not an irrational thought. From one perspective, it doesn't matter what LLMs can't do. All that matters is what they can do, which already exceeds the capacity of most humans, including in the realm of creativity. This is creating a powerful hum of anxiety and fear. Just check out this poem from JetGPT based on the Einstein paragraph above. So I put in the Einstein paragraph into ChatGPT and this is what it put out. In ChatGPT's embrace, students find their aid, but in the process are we lost or saved? A question lingers, urgent and profound, as human minds traverse new battlegrounds. What gains await us as machines advance and human thought take on a different stance? To realms untapped, our intellect aspires where quantity can't grasp what our heart desires. For science claims all truths shall unfold, yet mysteries persist, untamed, untold. Mere numbers fail to touch the soul's embrace, and AI's limits we might find our grace. As wonders rise and algorithms soar, the human essence seeks a distant shore. In AI's grasp, we find a paradox, a chance to learn and heal the deepest cracks. By ChatGPT. I mean, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> this came spitting out within seconds and it about knocked me off my chair. As a writer, I should feel fearful indeed, especially in light of the current timescale. We're just at the embryonic stages of this stuff. It's only been in the wild for the last three to six months and what's going to happen over the next three to six years? Heck, how about the next 10 to 20 years? The common answer is a superintelligence, one that will render humans useless and replace us altogether. The extinction event Fermi predicted all along. In other words, the reason we haven't found intelligent life is because it destroys itself at a sufficient level of sophistication, for example, via a superintelligent AI. Such an outcome is unpredictable, but one thing is certain. What humans do and why they exist will be completely reinvented, likely within most of our lifetimes. Let that reality sink in for a second. I mean, what a time to be alive. Sure, the uncertainty is scary, but I find solace in this notion of feeling, and I hope you can as well. Remember, while large language models produce a form of intelligence, only a fragment of human-grade intelligence interaction comes from language. As we've alluded in this essay, intelligence is embodied and present within our physical representation. If we believe this to be true, we should believe that the ultimate superintelligence can only come from the marriage of human intuition and machine intellect. A marriage that, just like all great relationships, could be our best shot at fulfilling our ultimate promise and potential. Or, as Freely more eloquently says in the aforementioned Einstein article, artificial intelligence is unraveling who we thought we were, what we thought technology was, 
what we thought life was. In the process, we discover our true nature. As our technology comes alive, so too do we. We shed the layers we had taken on along the way until finally we find ourselves naked. And in primordial innocence, we eat the fruits of the tree of life, cultivating the garden of our hearts in love and beauty. As always, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you enjoyed, please do subscribe via your favorite podcast platform. We have a lot more to come. If you're willing to spare 15 seconds, we would beyond appreciate a quick rating on this podcast. It goes a very long way towards helping this thing grow. Thanks again, and until next time.